My name is Tom Abbott from the University of Warwick. Preeclampsia is a major cause of maternal mortality and other problems during pregnancy. Dr Manu Vatish of Incentec and Warwick Medical School is developing a test for detecting preeclampsia that potentially could make a significant difference in preventing the problems associated with the condition. Manu, um, could you start by just explaining exactly what preeclampsia is and why it's such a problem for pregnant women? Preeclampsia is a disease of pregnancy, specific to pregnancy, that's characterised by high blood pressure, protein in the urine and edema. As a as a consequence of this disease, uh, it has a number of effects on the mother and has a number of effects on the foetus. What it does to the mother is that the raised blood pressure can increase the risk of having a stroke. The disease can make the woman have liver failure, renal failure and ultimately lead to pulmonary edema and death. And for the foetus it can cause growth restriction or uh, stillbirth. Uh, the disease itself is caused by the placenta and the placenta inappropriately invades into the mother's womb and that causes a lack of relative lack of supply of oxygen and nutrients which the placenta is able to cope with for the first half of the pregnancy but as the fetus gets bigger it outstrips the ability of the placenta to be able to supply it and that placenta then makes something that causes these uh, problems. One of the things that preeclampsia leads to is eclampsia and eclampsia is where women have fits and seizures and this is one of the major causes of maternal mortality world worldwide. We've known about this condition for a long time, haven't we? But we don't understand why it occurs. Uh, that's true and not true to an extent. Yes, we have known about it uh, for a long time and eclampsia is actually the Greek word for lightning. Uh, so it tells you how long uh, it's been, been known for. What we do know is that it is caused by the placenta, and it's caused by the placenta releasing something into the mother's circulation. What we don't know is what that particular thing is. Currently, the only way we treat the disease is by removing the placenta, i.e. removing the source of the problem. But that obviously, at term, doesn't lead to too many problems. But if the woman develops preeclampsia at 26 or 28 weeks, it means that we're delivering a very premature baby, merely because we don't know what the cause of the disease is. Am I right in saying this is a condition that's unique to humans? It's, it's not seen anywhere else in the animal world? That's correct. It's very specific to humans. And no, no primates, even, even animals closely related to us, suffer this condition. It is very uniquely specific mm. to human pregnancy. Is there any kind of genetic element to the development of preeclampsia, or is it a fairly random event? <clears throat> it's an interesting question. Uh, the way that preeclampsia seems to occur is multifactorial so there is a genetic element but there's also an immunological element so it's very common in women who have a first pregnancy and if you don't get in your first pregnancy you're unlikely to get it in your second however if the woman changes her partner and i.e. has a new immunogenic challenge then her risk of having preeclampsia reverts back to the same as her first pregnancy so it's lots of people have studied it and it isn't quite as clear-cut a disease, which explains why it's been so difficult to get a good diagnostic test for it. And how many people would we, would we expect to suffer from this condition? Uh, the statistics vary from country to country because the reporting of the disease will vary from country to country. But a widely accepted uh, percentage is that 8% of all pregnancies suffer preeclampsia. Uh, it's thought that 65,000 deaths, maternal deaths a year occur from preeclampsia. And that doesn't include parts of the world where access to healthcare is pretty limited and we would have no idea what the maternal mortality rate would be there. Mm. So at the moment, how do we identify preeclampsia in a pregnant woman? We do it by a process of exclusion. 
So uh, pregnant women end up seeing uh, midwives and GPs and hospital doctors quite a lot through their pregnancy. And as the pregnancy continues, they end up visiting every four weeks, then two weeks, then every week. And really that's to spot hypertension, protein in the urine. And when they've got that hypertension of protein urine, we admit them and we try and exclude all the other things that it might be. For example, it might be a urinary tract infection. It might just be that their blood pressure's up because they've seen a doctor and doctors make people's blood pressure go up. And then when we've excluded everything, then we would say, well, it's preeclampsia. And then we're left with very little option but to try and treat their hypertension to try and stop them having a stroke but all that does is treat one symptom of the disease it doesn't treat the disease itself and the only true treatment for the disease is delivering the baby and therefore getting that placenta out. The test that you're developing would allow us to do what? What we do is we subject huge numbers of women to massive amounts of antenatal investigation and antenatal visits and what we're really doing is doing all that to spot 7% of pregnancies. And the other, the vast majority of women will have a perfectly healthy pregnancy. The second thing is that because we don't have a test that allows us to predict, some women won't attend for visits, some women won't come to the antenatal clinic, and therefore sometimes present in very advanced stages of the disease, very in a very poorly condition to the hospital. And, you know, we've, we've kind of missed the boat. And there, because a we haven't got a test, we're then still faced with a, well, it's probably preeclampsia, but we don't know what else it might be. A diagnostic test, which we could do, for example, when women have their 20-week scans, would allow us to divide women up into women who would need sort of quite detailed investigation and quite careful surveillance from those who could then go on to enjoy a relatively trouble-free pregnancy. Is this a test that's going to be 100% accurate or is it is it something that's going to kind of give an indication of probability rather than a sort of 100% certainty? The issues are behind how accurate that test will be will be on how diverse the markers that we identify are. If we have a single marker then the statistical chances of it being 100% accurate with very low false positive or false negative rates is going to not be that great. However, if we have a panel of markers of which some go up and some go down and we have six markers, then the, the chances of that test being more accurate and having a lower false positive and false negative rate increase. And we obviously need to go through that stage of development in order to, to, of, of marker discovery in order to uh, identify that. So with the development of a test, allowing us to spot the condition at an earlier stage, allow us to intervene in a different way and perhaps prevent the, um, the condition from developing at all, or is it just about being able to manage the condition? I think there's two separate step steps to the, uh, to the process that, the, that we're trying to do. The first step will be to let, get a diagnostic marker, and that will allow us to save time uh, for women who are admitted in sort of with a disease that we think is preeclampsia and that we can make that diagnosis faster, deliver them faster and make sure they don't get sick. The second uh, stage of it would be to allow us to remove women from intense surveillance. But finding the diagnostic markers will give us clues as to what the pathology of the condition is. And when we've got clues to the pathology of the condition, we've got clues to the treatment of the condition. You've spoken there about diagnostic markers. I mean, how would the test actually work? What is it that you're looking for that allows you to identify preeclampsia? We are collecting, we've collected a large cohort of patients serially throughout pregnancy. And we've not specifically chosen one above the other. And we've taken bloods from 20, 28 and 36 weeks. 
and when we've collected all these samples we've then got a cohort which we can go backtrack and say well actually this 40 patients or these 80 patients developed preeclampsia and we've got their bloods at 20 weeks compared to another 40 or 80 patients who didn't and there are some fairly sophisticated techniques which are available where we can use protein chemistry uh, using things like protein chips which will allow us to pull out markers that are specific to those patients who had the disease as opposed to those patients who didn't and then it's a simple question of developing a kit to take blood from the mother analyse those samples for those particular markers if they're positive much like a pregnancy test you're going to get the disease if they're negative then you're not going to get the disease so when you say marker what do you mean by marker well the the placenta we know that the placenta secretes a substance or substances into the maternal circulation mm. that cause that hypertension what we know is that if you do things that would select for proteins then, for example, by adding enzymes to digest proteins or by boiling the serum, then the activity of that serum reverts back to normal. So we know it's a protein, and these proteins are secreted from the placenta because the placenta sits on the interface between the mother and the baby and is bathed in the mother's blood. And that mother's blood is giving the baby oxygen and nutrients and is taking away baby's waste. But in order to try and get more food for the baby, that placenta releases substances that increases the blood pressure in an attempt for the mother to try and push more blood against that placenta. Mm. But it's a it's an uphill struggle which the placenta will never be able to, to keep up with because the baby grows faster than the placenta is able to, to deal with. So you get this upward spiral of hypertension. If we can find those proteins, first of all we can diagnose who's got a placental abnormality and when we work out what those proteins do then we've got an avenue for treating the way that that hypertension occurs. And at what stage in the um, development of this diagnostic test are you at the moment? We've identified about five markers so far and we're in the process of a fairly large expansion of research for which we've secured substantial funding and have uh, recruited a number of scientists and a number of clinical fellows which is allowing us to build a cohort of samples which we will aim to have results from by August this year and following that we'll seek further funding in order to do a clinical trial. And what do you think the impact of a potential test is going to be um, in the future? The impact of a test that accurately diagnosed preeclampsia would transform the way that we care for pregnant women. Uh, Pregnant women are generally thought of as not expendable so much but they're a very low priority because most people assume that women deliver normally and what they don't see are the women who have these complications because often they've lost their baby and if you don't see something then it never really registers on your consciousness Uh, what it would do is release valuable resources for the NHS or other healthcare providers because you're not having to screen a vast population of pretty healthy people for in order to spot 7% of patients who are at risk. The second of which is that if you know that you're going to get have a patient who's going to get preeclampsia, you can monitor her, make sure she's looked after in a place where there's a good special care baby unit so that if she does need to be delivered, that baby gets the best chance at survival. Are there other conditions as well in pregnancy that the process you're going through could apply to? Uh, it, yes, absolutely. The fact that we have a very well documented cohort of patient samples means that we at the moment are looking for this 8% who have preeclampsia but there are other diseases of pregnancy that are equally troublesome 
for example growth restriction or obstetric cholestasis and we can again backtrack all our samples and pick out those serum samples at 20 weeks of patients who develop these other diseases mm. that can cause major problems for both mother and baby. Dr Vatish, thank you very much.